Hey guys, I know I've been away for uh, quite a while now because of school and because of a bunch of other things. Oh shoot. <laughs> because of school and a bunch of other things. But um, I was able to like just do a few voice memos of things that I've been thinking about a lot. So um, I'm going to put them consecutively in this podcast episode so you can just hear it. A lot of the stuff is uncut. So if I stutter or do anything that might be a little weird or like pause for a second just to think of something then just forgive me uh because i didn't really want to cut anything once i wanted it to be as authentic as possible like you and i were having a conversation so please enjoy um for the next like 30 or so minutes uh and yeah so, so it's about 2 a.m and i was just curious do do you guys say 2 a.m at night or 2 a.m in the morning now logically it makes sense to say oh it's 2 a.m in the morning a.m is morning so 2 a.m in the morning but i don't think it's like fair to our bodies to say it that way because we go to sleep at a specific time like our bodies naturally naturally need to rest at a specific time that's why when you try to stay up you usually need some kind of deterrent like coffee or an energy drink to stay awake because our bodies just naturally will fall asleep everyone knows that so at that point anytime after that is is what i would call night and anything before that is what i would call day now this is not to be confused with a nap a nap is something you do throughout the day now what constitutes as the day anytime after you sleep right so so now you have begun the day but but the difference between an, a nap and and sleep is that sleep is for longer periods of time now now that's that's definitely up to you because everyone's different like a nap for you could, could be three hours a nap for me could be two uh, a nap for someone else could be one it it, it, it doesn't really matter what does matter is that it's shorter than the amount of time you go to sleep for or else you wouldn't be napping you would be sleeping so so like i said any time after sleep would be your your would be would be morning or or in the morning and any time before would be at night so for this situation here it would be 2 a.m at night not 2 a.m. in the morning because I have not sleep. I have not slept. That's what we call it breakfast because we're breaking the fast of us sleeping. So if I if, if it's 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. and I eat quote unquote breakfast, that's not really breakfast because I'm not breaking a fast. That's just me eating. So so it, it doesn't make sense. If, if we were to, to constitute 2 a.m. in the morning, then we would also have to agree that breakfast can be at any time which doesn't make sense because that that ruins the definition or it, it contradicts the definition of of breakfast damn this this stuff is this stuff is confusing man you know we always we always think of these things and we say it but we don't actually consider what it means until someone points it out and then you're like wow this is so incredible why did I not think about this before? And that's what 
everyone needs to be doing. Think about something that, I don't know, that you haven't thought about in a while. And that you, you go through every day, but you don't really take the time to think about. Like, for instance, why, why is, why do we, why do we make our bed? I don't know, it's, it seems so counterintu- counterintuitive. Like, I'm making my bed only to sleep in it and ma- get it d- dirty again. Like, like, I know every teenager thinks this way, but, but why? Like, when we really think about it, why? Like, I guess it's to like maintain cleanliness, I guess, to make our room look nice. But who are we really making our room look nice for? For our parents, for ourselves, for anyone who comes into our room. But if we live alone, then why would it matter if our bed is fixed or not? Because we're the only people who are going to be seeing it. It's kind of like when you have like a pair of like dirty socks and under this like the bottom part of the sock is all is all like dirty and stuff like that from you like walking and stuff and you know you, 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 you like put it back on even though you know they're dirty because no one else is going to see it besides you like it's kind of like that like, who i mean that might have sounded really i might have sounded really dirty when i just said it right there but trust me i know all of you guys do it or like most people do it just like most people i don't know but most most people enjoy my my podcast i'm assuming maybe not but yeah that's yeah well, life is strange all right you know what i can't stand um can't stand when when people especially young men aren't you know comfortable with themselves because they see other men and they're like oh why can't i or why am I not like this? Or what do they have that I don't? Um, especially when it comes to like relationships and girls and, and all that fun stuff. The, the reason why most men feel so uncomfortable and find such a hard time with, you know, talking to females or whatever like that is because they lack so much confidence in, their, in themselves because they keep looking towards other people. Like, specifically for the boys, like, stop looking at other men and thinking that by some magical power, you know, you're going to gain their, their esque, what, what they are, because everyone's different. Like, it's actually so dumb how people think that they can just look at people and automatically assume, okay, if I do this, or if I do that, or if I have this or if i have that then then people will start to like me and i will be able to get you know a girl or i'll be able to be happy stuff like that like like you're only limiting yourself by being so dependent on other people what you should be doing is looking towards yourself like how many times a day do you look at yourself and they're and are like wow you know i'm so attractive blah blah blah, blah. or i'm really good at this or i'm really good at that we spend a lot of our time like sort of thinking that we thinking that we're not doing something right like what am i not doing right you know we don't give ourselves the credit of oh look what what i've done look at what i've accomplished let me progress and and be better let me let me do more because i feel like once you once you begin to to do more and to think about yourself in that way then you start to build up self-confidence you know, 
by always, by being self-deprecating all the time and and you know sort of saying I'm I'm not I'm not this and I'm not that and I don't have this and I don't have that you're 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 diminishing our confidence and and that's not something people are attracted to and this is not even just to say oh if you want to get a girlfriend you got to be confident I feel like you know it's always never that easy you you can be the most confident person in the world and a girl will not like you it's just, just simple easy as that um but once you find yourself you won't care if that person doesn't like you anymore and that's what i'm trying to get at like confidence isn't just about getting a certain someone or finding a certain person that you tell you know love you or like you it's it's being able to deal with rejection in all uh shapes and sizes like if you're let's say going out with with someone right and they 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 don't you know find an interest in you anymore so they leave if you have confidence in yourself and you know who you are that's not going to phase you yes you might you know for a day be a little sad like blah 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 but it's not going to keep you off track of what your main goals are what your main ambitions are um and if they do then you're weak-minded you're weak-minded that's it i remember um i had a specific crush on someone and uh i would i would literally talk about them all day all night uh and i would talk to my friends about it to the point where they would get annoyed and they would be like well just ask her out just ask her out blah 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 and i was like no but like we're already pretty good friends and i don't want to i don't want to ruin that yada 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 and i was so fixated on what i was doing wrong like what like how how i could how i could make her happier or how i what i could do to like hint that i like her but like not actually like all that stuff is so stupid and annoying and nobody wants to hear that nobody wants to hear you sob over some other girl or or do whatever it is you do to make you feel comfortable like nobody wants to hear that what people like to see in someone is someone who takes action someone who actually is willing to do something about it and once you build up that self-confidence then you will be able to take action at whatever time whatever moment because you know yourself nothing can touch you nothing can hurt you think about it if you know where you're going where you're headed and you know your past and you know how to prevent yourself from making those mistakes what exactly is going to stop you think about it think about it like a car right you're going you're going straight and you know where you're headed you have the gps or everything like that you have you you know what what areas you pass behind even if there's a road blockage ahead even if you have to go around certain things you still know where you're going you still know your your destination so all of that is meaningless so so the first thing is confidence which is like your 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 gps knowing where you're going knowing exactly how you're going to get there and the second thing is making a goal for yourself having a specific goal or a location that you're using to travel you know confidence is used to get to other places and confidence also used in the workplace you know networking stuff like that like you're you're not going to be able to to you know make friends in the workplace and and have connections and stuff like that if you're not even willing to talk to people nobody wants to just look at someone and be like oh i want to be their friend and then expect them to take the initiative like that's not going to happen 
Um, I mean, the only way that I that I see this happening, and this is maybe debatable, is if you are extremely good in this certain craft, like you're extremely good at one specific thing, and people gravitate towards that, and they're willing to, you know, go the extra mile to initiate the friendship or whatever like that. Um, and the same thing goes for like uh, relationships. If you're extremely good looking, this is like this is an outlier. If you're extremely good looking, most of the time you're not going to have to have that self confidence. People will immediately gravitate towards you. But like I said before, it's the rejection. It's the it's the 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 things that aren't going to go your way that is going to build up your self confidence. So if, even if you're really attractive, and people gravitate towards you, and people like you, and one day someone doesn't like you, you're not going to know how to handle it because you're not confident in yourself. You're not going to know why they don't like you or, or anything like that. You're just going to have to deal with that fact. And then, you know, all of that is going to be rushing at you at once. So I don't know. Self-confidence and goals are so crucial in our lives. And I think a lot of people, especially in my age group, tend to neglect that, tend to neglect the 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 sheer importance of just trusting yourself we spend so much time trusting other people our teachers our parents uh society social norms that we don't even trust ourselves half the time and that's partially due to the fact that we don't even know ourselves most of the time <laughs> the fact that we don't know ourselves most of the time that was redundant but you know you get what i mean we don't we don't know who we are yet and we are forced to make all these decisions and and half the time we don't even trust ourselves and and that's really scary because we don't trust ourselves to make the right decisions then we think we're doing something wrong and we have no choice but to go to someone else and ask for help and how do we know that person is giving us the proper the the, the right information and what is the right information you know uh, I don't think life is as linear as that. It's just, well, this is life and this is how you do it. And you have to take this and this step and do this and this. And that's how you get to that specific destination. Like, I I just don't think it's that simple. Uh, yeah. So I've been looking at the uh, Cameron Heron trial a lot. And I kind of just want to put my two cents into it. If you don't know what it is, it's basically a trial that happened in Tampa Bay. Um, it started three years ago, but it's now um, coming into fruition with all of the sentencings. And um, basically, it was two men. And the other one doesn't really matter as much because he was just racing. But um, Cameron Herring was... Uh, racing that other young man and ended up swerving and killing a mother and her young child which was i think about one years old um and a lot of people have been talking about like whether the sentencing was justified so he ended up receiving 24 years in prison or sentencing himself 24 years and um i'll explain why this is exactly what he deserved um in my personal opinion i know a lot of people may be like oh no he deserves life blah blah blah, blah. well 
the thing about the law is that there are rules and some of them must be upheld in order for justice to be served. And in this case, I don't think it warranted life in prison. And I'll explain why later. So um, I need to explain the difference between manslaughter, homicide, and murder. So if a manslaughter occurs, it's homicide that is unintentional killing of another person. So manslaughter is a kind of homicide. Now, homicide, you can't really go to jail for for a killing or doing something under homicide. Like, homicide is a broad term used for killing in any way, legal or illegal. So you can't just be like, he is going to jail for homicide. Like, there usually is some kind of connotation backed behind it, which would be manslaughter or murder both cases of someone killing somebody someone killing another person so um going back to manslaughter it's unintentionally killing another person and it's treated much less severe than a murder as everyone knows so you can have voluntary or involuntary manslaughter which is voluntary manslaughter is killing someone maybe in like the heat of passion or something like that like not in not predetermined or anything like that or not planned but and you also don't um, have the intention, if you can prove it, of killing that, that person, but they die anyway. Um, that is voluntary manslaughter. Uh, an example of that is, you know, killing someone when you are really heated or when there's a lot of tension, you know, and you're not really in full control of your emotions. Um, then there's involuntary manslaughter, which is having no intent whatsoever of killing the other person. Like, there is like no significant evidence that proves that you have the intention of killing another person but they still die anyway and that and all cases depend on whether one two three people have died how many people you killed but no intention of killing anyone else it just happens um and you still be tried for it you still go to jail for it um however there is a murder which is completely different the the biggest deterrent for murder the biggest thing about murder is killing another person with malice or desire to do evil so this can be predetermined this can be um determined like all planned out you know exactly what you're doing and you still commit it so that's the difference between first and second degree murder first degree murder is predetermined murder you have the intention of doing xyz and you act out those plans and you do it this is the worst case because you already knew the consequences of your actions and you planned on doing it and you did it anyway. So the court has no tolerance for it and you can do up, up to life in prison. Um, and then there's secondary murder, which is murder without any predetermination. And this can be a little bit more flexible, but it, under the cases of murder, it is still bad and you still go to jail for it um so a lot of people who are being tried for second degree murder will try to get the homicide uh kind of sentencing instead of the secondary murder sentencing and the difference between the two is that secondary murder is murder without predetermination but remember with the malice so you didn't plan on doing it but you did it anyway and it was like on purpose and um, manslaughter is something where you commit 
the murder. I mean, not commit the murder. Commit the homicide. You kill someone, but you don't do it on purpose. Like, it wasn't predetermined, and you didn't mean for it to happen. And you have to prove that to the court, which is usually pretty difficult to do, um, depending on the case. Now, in the case of um, Cameron um, Hannell or whatever, um, he decided to take... And he was being tried for um, vehicular manslaughter, which basically is the same kind of thing about involuntary. It's like a subcategory of of involuntary manslaughter, except with vehicular manslaughter, you are being tried under the case of a vehicle or under, under the context of a vehicle. And because... He was going so fast, and there you can't really say he had the intention of killing one person because there were a ton of cars on the highway, or on, not on the highway, on that street or whatever, then it, it can't be murder because there, there was no malice and there was no uh, predetermination. So it has to be some form of manslaughter, in this case, vehicular manslaughter, in a car. Now... Um, in this specific case, he took the route of an open plea, which I didn't know before, so I had to search it up. And an open plea is basically when you are... You, uh, fudge, how do I explain this? You you are guilty or you um, open with like a guilty whatever, and um, you plead guilty, and... Instead of waiting for the jury to sentence you, you op- you use an open plea to be like, I know what I did wrong, and I am willing to be sentenced for it. And you basically sentence yourself. But you don't you don't do the like, amount of years or whatever like that. You're just saying, I deserve some kind of sentencing. And this is before the jury even decides whether you should be sentenced or not. So it's risky, but... I think he probably knew or his attorney probably knew that he was going to be going to jail no matter what. So an open plea would be the best option. It also shows some kind of empathy. You know, the the judge is more likely to give you a lighter sentence if you have an open plea because they're considering different factors in the sentencing that, that prosecutors do. So an open plea can be very useful um in this case uh in florida if you open with an open plea then you only have like a maximum of 30 years like they can only try you for 30 years in the case of vehicular manslaughter so the max you can do is 30 at that point so he was just cutting his losses short and just being like i'll do the 30 years whatever without the sentencing um so in this particular case, he ends up doing 24 years instead of the 30. And that's probably why um, a lot of people were kind of getting upset. Um, in I, I don't know exactly what people thought it would be, but a lot of people were asking for like life in prison or whatever, whatever. 30, 30 years was the max that he could have possibly gotten and he got 24. Um, and this is obviously unintentional 
he didn't mean to do it doesn't mean it's any less doesn't mean it's any more disgusting or, or any less negligent he's that was just a stupid thing that he did and i'm not trying to justify his actions i'm just saying under these specific cases in this specific case because you have to look at things um with an with 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 no bias or or with an objective mind um and if we start to do things in the other way which we're very subjective and we have a lot of bias then we can't accurately assess the case and we just get so um clouded in our emotions we can't make rational decisions so in this case i think he deserved what he got maybe he should have done more time because he did kill a younger um he did he did, he did kill um a one-year-old and age does matter in a lot of the cases so like for instance um a lot of the murder and manslaughter cases have a lot to do with um the like the whether the woman who was killed if a woman was killed at all was pregnant or not and whether that constitutes as another killing or not as another uh, person that you've killed so it's all you know up to the interpretation of the judge and the jury and that stuff can get kind of convoluted but um in this case vehicular manslaughter with a 24 year sentencing is exactly what he probably should have deserved and maybe even more because of the younger child uh but yeah it's it's just manslaughter it's and it's a very it's actually very common. I don't know why this particular case was so hyped up. It's a, it's, it's really more common than murder, manslaughter, um, and you can look it up. It's significantly more common. So, it's not that I think people were upset about the sentencing more so. I think it had a lot to do with the times we're in now. And how if a young black man were to do the exact same thing um, under those exact same conditions, then he would have gotten tried for much worse, probably murder. You know, like the, these things don't just happen. There's some kind of background to it. I think a lot of people um, after the killing of George Floyd and with all of the BLM movements have adopted more of a sense of justice. Like, they're paying more attention to the news. They're paying more attention to what's going on around them and actually forming their own opinions rather than before the pandemic and before any of this where people were just kind of ignorant about a lot of these things and really didn't care about what happened around them and in their environment, but only just accepted things for what they were. So, you know, I think it's really cool that our our generation has been able to you know, uh, adopt that and uh, has been able to use it to their, to our advantage. Um, because in the future, things like these will happen again, things like this, sorry, will happen again. And we will know how to look back on it and be like, what did we do wrong? What did we do right? And, um, how can we change the system so that we, I don't know, feel more comfortable and, actually feel like we're being represented properly not by our skin color but by our content of character
so yeah that's my not my biggest problem uh with with the whole case is that you know there's always some implicit race bias onto it and it it's it's gonna be there for a while and it's our duty to point it out call it out and bring an end to it so yeah thanks you guys for listening to this podcast episode uh if you want to listen to more you already know what to do uh apple podcast at at c and also for spotify spotify at at c um and yeah i'll be trying to do a bit more of stuff like this where i'm just talking doing voice memos and stuff like that and you guys can just hear what my thoughts are and um apologies for not having anyone on this uh podcast episode it's just i wanted it to be authentically myself and the only way i can really do that is if i'm by myself so yeah um in the future i would be doing it with a lot more people but just for now um appreciate what i've given to you (laughs) and uh have a great rest of your day bye